Morning Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate, and across from me is Charles Chuck Thompson, who is busy copying and pasting a... Uh, an article right now. How are you doing today, Chuck? You know, Other than that, it's never ending. No, but that's a good thing. Never ending work is a good thing. That means that you have something to do. There's a lot of people this year that have experienced ending work, which yeah. is uh, which is worse from what I can tell. But you know that's why we have the government. They take care of that, right? Because they, they just make money. I think that's what Thomas. That's what old TJ said. Thomas Jefferson said that governments are instituted among men, deriving their their power because they have it. And yeah. they're there in case you lose your job. That was in the Declaration of Independence uh, of 1987. That yeah, was that exactly. Yeah, 1980. Sorry, 1964 Declaration. I, th- I think if I got my math right, it was in the 1984 Declaration for sure that yeah. I saw. There was a whole book about it, right? For sure. But anyway, well, they just keep adding to it, which is fine. <laughs> if you guys have not subscribed yet, if this is your first time listening, then go hit that subscribe button. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day, running through the news, the hottest stuff in the news, just trying to navigate all of the shady headlines and crazy, misleading information out there. And just trying to present a little bit of truth, or at least talk about how we can all disseminate between when people are trying to make you think a certain way, and maybe you should still look up some of the information. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. All right, we're not healthcare professionals. We're about to talk about COVID here in a minute. We're not healthcare professionals. I'm not working in a lab in the other room studying COVID, anything like that. But we're going to present information that is out there, that way people have information that is not just insanely misleading and if it is misleading we'll point out why it might be knowledge knowledge yeah. i heard that knowledge could possibly be what did they say knowledge is power weakness yeah that's what it is no not not weakness not weakness it's the opposite of that so hit that subscribe that follow button as we run through here you got plenty of time to hit that button so without we'll, further, we'll go ahead and give you a second to hit the button all right. Okay, thank you for subscribing. Wow, you. man, we really appreciate that. It was I, very nice. I felt that. So, Charlie. That felt good. You felt that subscribe. I did. I nice. felt deep in my bones. Well, that's good. And that way, I'm glad that the whore percent is shrinking because they've been running the streets and that's where they belong, by the way, the whores. <laughs> the, whore, the whore percenters. <laughs> exactly. Just so you guys know, this is your first I podcast. I know where I'm going with this. Charlie hates women and he wants them on the streets for that's, sure. Could, nothing could be further from the truth. I know, but what's actually going on is 96% of the people that yeah. listen to this podcast subscribe to the podcast. That's so what I was trying to say. The other, if you take, yeah. if you did 100 and you subtracted 96 from it, then you would get whore percent are left over not signing up for the podcast. And those are the ones that are in the streets. Those are the ones. <laughs> and that's that's probably why they didn't subscribe. Because right. we offended them, possibly. I don't know. Anyway, Charlie, let me ask you about this headline. Okay, and you tell me what you think it is. Now, it's important information in the article still. But this is coming from fakefoxnews.com. And you tell me what you think this headline means. CDC. Misleading media stories say virus infections are 25 times more than reported. Now, what do you think that headline means? Let's say that you're someone on Facebook who just shares stuff all the time without ever reading it. Misleading media stories say virus infections are 25 times more than reported. What what would that mean? Yeah, what do you what what's your assumption that it means? That the media is blowing it out of proportion. Okay. So that is actually not what the headline means. When I first read the headline, I clicked on it because I... Wait, misleading media. So the media is misleading. Misleading media stories. Their stories that they're they're perpetrating say the virus infections are 24 times more than reported. Yeah. So that is... Wait, hang on. So the CDC then is saying that the virus infection is actually 25 times more than the misleading media stories are reporting. No, they're actually saying that it's only 10 times more than what the actual numbers are, 
But when I read the headline, I thought it meant that the media is reporting numbers, actually reporting numbers about coronavirus that are 25, 24 times more than what the CDC actually has, and which is what I read into it when I saw it. That was the first thing I thought when I first read it. Wow, the media is giving a number that is 24 times higher than what has actually been reported by the CDC. That, that is what I thought. That's not actually what it is. We've well, seen- actually, no, that is what it is. It's just, it still is higher. Yeah. You would assume that it's less than what they're reporting. I know. It's... <laughs> It's it's weird, okay? It's yeah. a really weird headline. To me, the headline... Actually, y'all figure it out. <laughs> to me, the headline was written so people who watch Fox News would hit share as soon as they saw a headline that said the media is talking about how actually there there's 24 times more COVID cases than what they actually are. Here's the real number. So anyway, the CDC director, Dr. Robert Redfield blasted misleading media reports that have falsely claimed there are 24 times more infections than reported cases of coronavirus. Misleading media reports have suggested there are 24, this is quote, saying that, there are 24 times more COVID infections than reported cases. As CDC has been saying, our retrospective estimate is that there are 10 times more cases than would have actually been reported ah, okay. from the period where we've been examining antibody data, March through May, Redfield said in the statement. So it's actually, it's still more than the number that we actually have is their suggestion, but it's not 24 times more than the number that we actually have. It's only 10 well, times more. And this more. is why we knew the mortality rate wasn't as high as what they were saying or projecting because way more people had the virus than we actually knew about. Yeah. So I think what they've done here is they've taken models based on their anti, uh, their antibody tests, the results, the data that they've extracted from that, and they've you know modeled out, okay, if... We examined 10,000 people and, you know, 5,000 of them had infections and 4,000 of them never showed signs. Well, that you can extrapolate that data and try to model out and then suggest that there are about 10 times more. But what's crazy is the media is still saying that it's more than that. I know. So there's still, we don't have the actual number. The CDC is saying that it's probably 10 times more, but the media is reporting that it's 24 times more. And what they go on to say to, is that out of the 10 states where they did this antibody testing, only one of them actually had 23.8 times more. They're, they're, they're thinking. Oh, so only they're one reporting on that one. They're reporting on the one state yeah. so far. So, so anyway, what's happening is obviously not every single person who has COVID is being tested because a lot of people are asymptomatic. And so there are a lot of people who are carrying around COVID and they never actually get sick from it. Or there are some people who get a little bit sick, but it's not sick enough that they think that they need to go to the doctor and get tested for anything. Right. So there's actually a lot more people that are infected than what the number is right now. You and I got a little sick. We got a little bit sick. And haven't been tested. I I think, uh, yeah, that's true. I, only um, Steph- Stephanie got yeah. tested. Yeah. And she didn't have it, which we assume meant that our sickness that came at the same time meant that we didn't have it either. Right. Even though the tests have like a 20% false negative, false positive rate. Right. But um, but anyway. I'm, yeah. And I'm not sure. I don't think she would mind us telling you all that she, that she's negative. So, I mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> she's, you're sharing, she, you're sharing personal health information yeah. about a sickness that someone doesn't have. She doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you Which could, is good because she name works, a long list of things. She works in an ER. And so to be around it all the time and not have it, that's. Yeah. That's good, which means she's not bringing it home. You know, they're saying that still the the number, the the biggest rise, or I'm sorry, the, the I don't know if you call it the best place to get infected. <laughs> the, the best place the to get place infected. The place that is um, the building that you're inhabiting. Yeah. That you, where you're most likely to, to get an infection is, is your home. Yeah. By the yeah. way. So it's people bringing it into the home and then. You know, like most of you probably kiss your wife goodnight and, you know, most of you probably kiss your husband's goodnight or, you know, you uh, kiss your kids when you put them to sleep or whatever. Everybody's a lot more intimate inside your home. And so if somebody goes out and they get it like Nate taking his mask off to lick his fingers (laughs) and then he makes out with his wife, then now they've got it. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what's actually happening. So, you know, what's interesting, though, I'm you know, I want to stick on this because. 
I find it interesting that they're, they're starting, they're seeing us, of course, the news reports is the spike in the cases, right? Mm -hmm. And um, in fact, in Tennessee, when you do look at the numbers, the the actual hospitalizations are going up in uh, Nashville and, and Memphis, mainly the metro counties, the rest of the counties, not really, but the, but the metro counties, the, the hospitalizations are going up and the death, the deaths are going up. What's interesting is, isn't it about two to three weeks after all the riots, no, all the riots and protests? It. It's because the, is, um, it's because the restaurants opened. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. No, but it is. I mean, we, we talked about this when the riots and protests were going on about how obviously this is going to lead to a spike. And then two or three weeks later, there's these massive spikes all around the whole country. And of course, we found a way to not attribute it to the fact that there were tens of thousands of people packed in next to each other all over the place. Now, I'm not saying you can't protest, but what I am saying is that you can't say that protests don't have a possibility of spreading around coronavirus. And so if you're going to talk about it, you need to at least be truthful because well, think, think about it too, because at protests, people are screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the best way to get fluid out of your mouth and into someone else's? Other than spitting, it uh, would be like yelling at someone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, the, the thing about it is, is that is uh, obviously this virus is still real. Um, a lot of people have had it and very asymptomatic. But the point of that is, is that you, uh, you should wear a mask is what, I, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Probably. When you go out Maybe. in public and it shouldn't be mandated. That's no, for sure. No. But you should wear a mask, and if you don't have one, or if you need extra, you can go to goodmorningliberty.us slash mask, M-A-S-K, goodmorningliberty.us slash mask, and pick you up one that says uh, make taxation theft again. It's a, it's a and, real nice mask. Yeah, that way you can uh, protect those around you and let people know how horrible taxation is. So one thing that's been interesting about this, obviously we know that there are a lot more people that are infected more than likely than the numbers that we have. They just haven't gotten sick. And what we really have to accept about this is that we don't really know anything yet. Like we know a little bit about it. A couple of years from now, we'll know a whole lot about it. But as we've said several times, we've known about the flu for quite some time like a hundred years we, or more we've known about the flu and we had the massive flu pandemic in what, 1929, something like that. And still here, almost a hundred years later, we got 50, 60,000 people still dying every single year from the flu because we haven't solved it yet. Like a century in later. In 2017 and 18, um, there were 80,000 flu deaths and 900,000 hospitalizations. Yeah. 900,000. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of hospitalizations. 80,000 deaths. So the one thing I wanted... Essentially 10% of the people that were hospitalized died. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, um, we, we have to admit that we don't know everything about this, that really no one does, or we'd be able to solve it. But then you also have to use some common sense with some things, like, like we were doing back in February and March. When we were talking about how everyone was talking about how the death rate of this thing was 5%, that it was had a 5% five, 5 mortality rate for people who got it. And now we could make a, an estimation or say a claim or speculation about whether or not it was actually 5% just based on a little bit of common sense logic and deductive reasoning. Like if you wanted to use the, your, your pre frontal cortex for a minute, just a second, if you wanted to think about it, well, only the people who are really sick are the ones who are getting tested. So obviously, we're going to have a higher death rate right now. There are going to be a lot of people who are sick or who are not going to the doctor that are not getting tested, that we don't know are sick, and that aren't actually dying. Or worse. So, so at the time that we said it was 5%, like we were at the least amount of information and only sampling the sickest people at that time so obviously well the it was gonna go it was gonna go down yeah, the infection rate was like 50 percent. so of yeah. those who were tested like half of them were testing positive yeah now the infection rate is like down below 10 percent. it's like nine percent of the people being tested only nine percent are turning out positive and of those nine percent i don't know how many need hospitalized but it's not nine percent not all of them that need hospitalized no not all of them so 
at all. So, uh, Charlie, go ahead and tell me about this next article. You now, found this yesterday. Yes, and so this is a this is a very interesting article, and I want you guys to remember back in, if you can, this is seems like forever ago, Yeah. by the way. We're halfway, we're over halfway through 2020. I can't wait for this year to end. Oh, man. So, I want you to set yourself back in, what was it, March? Maybe the end of March, early April. And of course, you know, coronavirus was just kind of happening in the United States, or at least we were starting to see some deaths in some cases and they were all spiking And Italy was being absolutely torched. You know, they were just dropping like flies. Apparently mm-hmm. flies drop. Yeah. Did you know that? Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then everybody said, well, this is coming to the United States. Like the Italy's about two weeks ahead of us. So in two weeks, this is what's happening. So I just want you to remember that what they said about Italy and as I read this next one, this is coming from this is coming from the horse's mouth, man. MSN. This is the horse's mouth right here. Coronavirus is weakening. Could die on its own without a vaccine. An Italian expert says the novel coronavirus is no longer lethal as as it used to be and could die on its own without a vaccine. An Italian expert has said head of the infectious disease clinic at the This is an Italian word, by the way, so I'm going to really butcher this, but this guy's the head of this clinic, and it's called uh, (laughs) Polisiliansko San Martino Hospital in Italy. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Matteo Bassetti. See, that was an easy Italian name. Matteo Bassetti hinted at a possible end end in sight of the virus after stating that COVID-19 was losing its virulence since most patients who would have died from the disease in March or April were now recovering. Matteo Bassetti said COVID-19 was losing its virulence and thus becoming less lethal. Speaking to the Telegraph, sorry, that was a that was a that was a photo a caption yeah. under a photo, yeah, but we was. don't have the photo. Yeah. Speaking to the Telegraph, Bassetti said the virus had downgraded from an abrasive tiger that was currently uh, and was currently a wild cat going by the plummeting number of cases in various parts of the world, including Italy, which was once an epicenter of the virus. He said this development meant a vaccine was no longer needed to combat the disease since it may weaken by itself and never return. In March and April, people were coming to the emergency unit with a difficulty to manage the illness as most of them needed oxygen and ventilation. Now, in the past four weeks, patterns have changed and there could be lower viral load in the respiration system, Uh, probably due to a genetic mutation in the virus, which has not yet been demonstrated scientifically. He added, he said, uh, that's another caption. I know (laughs) that's why I was like, let me skip that. Yeah. He said 80 and 90 year old patients were surviving the virus and breathing with ease. But two months ago, they would have needed ventilators. The expert said there was a likelihood that the virus was mutating and the lower viral load in the body was due to uh, containment measures such as social distancing. He said it was possible that the virus Oh, God. (laughs) I've never had that happen before. That's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, He said, yes, probably it could go away completely without a vaccine. We have fewer and fewer fewer people infected, and it could end up with the virus dying out, he told the Telegraph. We need to import that Italian virus over here and get it to work. Yeah, we need the Italian version (laughs) of this virus. He said, uh, there is a real chance that the virus will burn out naturally before any vaccine is developed, and I suspect we have more immunity than estimated. That's coming from Carol Sakura. And I'm, that's a, oh, that was a World Health Organization official. So now you have an Italian health expert in the World Health, uh, a World Health Organization official saying that this, mm, this may die out. At the end of the article, it says, however, some doctors across the world have been dismissing such claims, saying there was no scientific evidence to back up the claims that the virus had changed in any way. So they haven't studied in, in full disclosure. It's not like they studied the virus and actually saw a mutation in the virus that would weaken it uh, for humans, by the way. Um, but he is saying based on what he's seeing coming into the emergency room in the clinic is that the people who would have died a couple months ago or really, really struggle with the virus are not those same people are not those same types of people. It's not the same people. But the 80, the 90-year-olds are, are having a better time surviving than they would have a couple months ago. 
Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, I think this is positive news. It's potentially yeah. positive. doesn't mean the virus yeah. is gone. It doesn't mean there's, that there's nothing to worry about, but I think this is really, really positive. Now, of course, we're definitely going to have a vaccine. Oh yeah. Should you guys to be aware. They've already spent all this money yeah. developing a vaccine. There's no way in hell that they're not going to still sell the vaccine. <laughs> you think that's it, coming. Do you want to, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist here with me for a minute, do you think there's any um, any pharmaceutical companies that are pushing the pandemonium about the virus right now at all? I don't think that that would be out of the question. Yeah, that's all I would say. It I mean, wouldn't be out of the question. You know, what's interesting is we uh, we trade stonks for a living as well. So, uh, which, which you guys can get in on, by the way, we always tell you this at, at the end, but you can go to mastermystonks.com or mastermytrades.com. <laughs> Check out what we're doing over there, but we trade um, stocks every single morning. And what's interesting is, is, is for the past few months, one of the catalysts for some of these stocks that we trade that are going up by 200, 300, 400% in the day is it has something to do with coronavirus. Yeah. Like, oh, well, this biopharmacal, this biopharmaceutical company developed a new test and this biopharmaceutical company developed a new pill and this one developed this and this one developed that. Yeah. It's like a constant. There was one today, actually, mm -hmm. that was on the list that was like this. Uh, this company developed an at home test, which I really thought that that stock would go. And it just there was no volume. No one wanted to trade that one. <clears throat> Apparently, being able to order a test off of Amazon and have it shipped directly to your home and you could take it yourself is not popular. And we wouldn't want to have that. It's only in Germany, though. Oh, OK. It, yeah, that's okay. it. It's on Amazon in Germany. I got gotcha. you. You can't you can't get that in the United States. Well, we. It, what's funny is you've seen the news start with, um, well, we have positive results from this trial for a medication that might uh, help with coronavirus. And then you see it devolve down into this stock says they are working on starting the process for, for building a building where they're going to study things where they could potentially create something that might help stop coronavirus. And it's up 300% yeah. after and that. That's the catalyst. You know, and that's, the, cat that's yeah. the news for it, was that one of the guys on the board thought it would be a good idea if they considered coronavirus for a minute. Right. <laughs> and so their stock pops 300%. Right. And so I was just—that's what Hertz should have done. I've been thinking, like, well, man, instead of going bankrupt, Hertz should have came out and said, "We are in talks with a doctor, <laughs> and he believes that he has the solution, yeah, not only to coronavirus but viruses as a whole, yeah." And uh, so we're shifting from a car business into the bio business, and they—they they would have never gone bankrupt. Well, they could—they all of our Hertz vehicles will have a filter that filters out coronavirus in it. And, and that's what you can, so you don't have to wear that pesky mask while you're driving your car around. <laughs> that's right. You know, and then Hertz, they won't go bankrupt anymore. Right. You know, right. So it'd be a pretty good idea. Anyway, listen, we're not medical professionals. We are health, we are in the healthcare industry. We were not medical professionals. We're just trying to present some of the information out there because there's always a chance that you're only getting the the bad news and not ever some of the potentially good things that could happen because there's not a lot of people who well there's a lot of people who can benefit from the good news but there's not a lot of people who can benefit financially directly from talking about the good things very much that includes the media that includes the pharmaceutical companies that that includes all these people so you you generally won't see news stories that have oh by the way this thing might actually go away i know trump said that and everyone you know is making fun of him for it but there's actually like some some leading scientists in italy and some people from from who that are actually saying this thing might go away on its own like it, it literally might burn out another explanation for that could be that it's already excuse the phrasing, but it's already burning through the population that was most susceptible to dying from it. Oh, you hate people. And so you hate old it, people. You just want them it, all to die. It has already, you know, there's been people talking about this could be the case in New York uh, because it already went through so much of the population and the people, most of them who were going to die from it have, have died from it. And so now we keep seeing these massive case numbers. So you believe in natural selection. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's, no, that's what you're saying. Wait, what? And the premise of that would you're be just like let them naturally die out. You I'm know? not saying let to the let strong them survive naturally die out, but that is something that happens in nature. You're saying over time. the hospital shouldn't do anything. 
No, turn, that's you're not saying what I'm they should turn people away. So you're saying you hate women. <laughs> that's what you're saying. <laughs> that's what you're saying. That's what it all leads back to. This is interesting from the live group. Todd said, uh, he said, I've seen information that many people who have had COVID are experiencing lung and liver issues. And Alex says lung and intestinal problems go with it and sometimes cause longer lasting problems. He, so from a health side, this is interesting. And this information is coming from my, from my girlfriend, Stephanie. Um, a lot of what they're seeing, and one of the biggest issues that they're actually having with this virus is um, it causes coagulation. And so a lot of people are actually having heart attacks and strokes with this virus. Is, is that similar to combobulation? So similar to, yeah, very, very similar to combobulation. Okay. It's yeah. a worse form of it, though. Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's okay. internal yeah. combobulation, which they call coagulation. Okay. Yeah. Com combobulations on the outside it's external, <laughs> it's external. oh it's an external it's phrase so i can't believe you joke didn't about under death <laughs> can't believe you didn't understand that <laughs> but yeah so people you can have uh, long-term problems from, from this virus because it um for the people that it's the worst in it's not just the lungs uh but for people who don't seem to have any type of immune response to it at all um are getting uh blood clots and which cause the coagulation is a blood clot and that causes mm. strokes and heart attacks mm. and pulmonary embolisms, which is um, a, a, a heart attack in your lungs. Well, it's a, <laughs> it's a blockage to your lungs. So then yeah. your so then your blood is not being oxygenated. And that's a bad thing. Yeah. Because you need you need that oxygen. Those two need to go together. Right. Like lamb and tuna fish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Actually, you go ahead and tell me about this next story, too, while I'm. All right, so up. this uh, also coming from the live group, which you could join, by the way, by going to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty for as little as five bucks a month. You can send us stories. We may feature it on the show. You can interact with us. You can ask us questions. You can make fun of us. There's all kinds of stuff that's going on. There's this whole blue shirt gate going on. <laughs> I don't know what the hell anyone's talking about because I'm wearing a yellow oh, shirt. Of course you don't know what anyone's talking wearing about. A, yeah. Wearing a yellow shirt so here. Get in at patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty if you want to be... If you an insider and know about blue shirt gate. Okay. Yeah. This is bigger. Six, eight gate. This is bigger than Q. Yeah. Okay. You get in here, <laughs> you learn about six, eight gate, blue shirt gate, all kinds of stuff yeah. like that. Okay. I don't have any gates associated with my name, by the way. Mm, yeah. Except I think, for state gate. Yeah. I think the state <laughs> is probably enough. Yeah. All right. So there is a mass shooting. No one heard about because guess what? It happened in Chicago. Yeah. Chicago police were monitoring the funeral that ended with 15 people shot. Chicago police superintendent David Brown said his department had two squad cars and a full tactical team guarding a funeral Tuesday evening in Auburn Gresham, but it wasn't enough to prevent 15 people from being shot in a gun battle that officials said was the escalation of an ongoing gang conflict. This is why we didn't even hear about this. Somebody from the live group was like, Hey, did you hear about the mass shooting? We're like, what mass shooting? Can you imagine I mean, name almost any other city other than like maybe Portland or Seattle. I think maybe Portland, Seattle, and Chicago could be immune from this just for political reasons. But can you imagine any in, in Nashville, imagine it being a Southern state, which Tennessee is not that Southern, but we're considered the Southern state. Still in the Bible Belt. We're, we're down here in the South, man. I mean, literally, I mean, you know, well, never mind. we'll talk about it here in a minute. But can you imagine a shooting in Nashville at a large gathering of people where 15 people got shot and me spending hours at night and during the day combing through the news, looking for things to talk about on the podcast and not seeing one single news story about it at all. Can you imagine that ever happening if this did not happen in Chicago? It's insane. No, I can't imagine it. You can't actually. Well, imagine it. Yeah, I'm. I'm imagining all the people. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's what I'm imagining. You can't imagine it. Maybe. Ah, yeah. Imagine gate. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> the mass shooting Tuesday outside of a funeral home. Oh, God, how morbid do you have to be? Mm. These gangsters. Loud. <laughs> I have mercy. Um, it was outside of a funeral home in the 1000 block of West 79th street, left 15 people wounded, 10 women and five men. So obviously this gang hates women too. Yeah. The, the sex is shooting. Yeah. 
Chief of Detectives, uh, Brendan Dinahan. I'm sorry, I forgot Baltimore. You're right, Jim. Yeah. Said one victim was in extremely critical condition, another was in critical condition, and the rest of the uh, wounded expected to recover. So I guess no one died, which is a, a positive, except for the guy that they were having the funeral for. He died. It's still a mass shooting, though. It's, yeah, it is. Four or more people yeah. that were shot. It's crazy. The shooting started at about 6.30 p.m. Tuesday when a stolen black Chevrolet Malibu drove past the funeral and two people inside started shooting. Uh, this superintendent of uh, detectives said at a Wednesday morning press conference, members at the funeral party returned fire. Jesus, everyone brought their guns. Good Lord. In total, 60 shots were fired. According to police, the Malibu crashed during the shootout and the people inside fled. Following the shooting, police took one person of interest into custody for questioning, but that individual was released Wednesday afternoon. According to police officer, Anthony Spacuza Spacuza who did not say why the individuals let go and would only say that the investigation was ongoing. So no one at the funeral who shot back was arrested, which I think is probably, that's good. Yeah, that's good. As long as there seems like a heavily populated area just to be yeah. shooting. But now they, if they were in St. Louis, the people at the funeral would have been pressed with charges, right? You know, that's since that's a thing. They would have been N- charged, charged with presses. <laughs> These, the super detective said they believe three people were inside the car that started the shooting, including two shooters. Um, Brown said police were monitoring the funeral because the deceased had been killed about a week earlier in a drive-by shooting that was part of an ongoing gang rivalry. So, <clears throat> you know, war has become normal in Chicago. Yeah. This always reminds me of the that Onion article mm-hmm. where it says Iran sent three F-16s to Chicago to curb the violence or something like that. It was, um, it, it was Syria and another country are considering um, intervening in Chicago due to a recent uptick in violence, which really, <laughs> I mean, that's a really funny article. Right. And it's insane to think about. And we're like, oh, look, all those, there's a lot of violence over there. We should go bomb them. That's what we should do. That's what you do when there's violence. Syria was like, actually, we're going to start leveling areas of Chicago that are really high in violence. We'd be like, um, that's not right for you to do, guys. Anyway, not talking foreign policy, but I, we only found out about this article right before the podcast started. And thanks to whichever one of you guys in the in the pre-show it was, it was. Wes. Um, so thanks for sending that over. But it it's a little bit upsetting to me that I didn't see this in my search for news to talk about today. And that tells you pretty much everything you need to know about everything that's going on right now when it comes to media. Because if this were almost anywhere else, if this were, I mean, good Lord, can you imagine if the shooter was white and and it was a, a funeral that a bunch of black people were at or something like that? Literally, we would have we'd have massive curfews and protests and rioting and all kinds of stuff going on right now. But this, this kind of thing happens. And eh, well, you know, that's just part of the plan. You I know, was, I was, well, it's terrible to joke about, but you have to make light of every situation so that you can continue on living life without being severely depressed. That's my opinion on yeah. comedy. But I was, so in a way I was joking before the show that, there would have to be like a thousand people shot in Chicago before there would ever make national headlines. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it would have That's to be it. so many people dying and shot that it would be. I think that, it's, that it would actually make the headlines. I think it's okay to find a way to laugh at in bad situations. Like you're not making fun of the fact that there were people shot at a funeral. No, at all. But I always I'm think making it's okay. fun of the media. Yeah, not. Well, I'm making fun of the irony of the situation that any other time that we have a mass shooting or where, you know, a few people die, it makes national headlines and then they want to take your guns. But in Chicago, there's just no mention of it. No. It's like, oh, well, another 48 people died this weekend, unfortunately. And it's Uh. like, what? What? And honestly, this is what Terry Crews was talking about when he was like, why doesn't all black lives matter? Yeah. Why is it just... The black lives matter. Why is it just the black lives that are killed by police? Like, what's the, why isn't it all black lives? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. Right. right. That's the, that's the thing. So, all right. Well, speaking of black lives matter and everything going on in the country right now, I'm sure you guys saw something about this, but this is from the Washington post. 
Joe Biden says Trump is America's first racist president. <laughs> Which is just <laughs> so comical. Oh, man. And I, I need to see if there's audio for it because we definitely need to have that in our clips for yeah. sure. Joe Biden, the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee on Wednesday, called President Trump the country's first racist to be elected to the White House. A former vice president's blunt, the former vice president's blunt assessment came during a virtual town hall. Yes, so it is. It is there. There, there will be audio organized by the Service Employees International Union after a healthcare worker expressed concern that Trump continues to blame Asians for the coronavirus pandemic. Biden signaled that he shared the questioner's concern that Trump frequently refers to the pandemic as the China virus, saying the way he deals with people based on the color of their skin, their national origin, where they're from is absolutely sickening. And also, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. <laughs> no sitting president has ever done this, Biden said. <laughs> oh, my God. FDR put people in prison camps. That Good Lord. That doesn't count. Oh, my God. It doesn't count because they were Asian. And <sighs> no one th considers Asians minorities anymore because I, they're so successful. Well, only in this case, we, we do at this point. I put the link for you, by the way. No sitting president has ever done this. Never, never, never. <laughs> he was very sure about this. No Republican president has done this. No Democrat president. We've had racists and they've existed. They've tried to get elected president. He's the first one that has. What? I mean, this wasn't like a one line slip up. Like he dug in. He dug into this. <laughs> you know, he was fully whatever happens in your brain when you have dementia and you don't remember anything that happened for a few minutes. He was in that state for a long time during this statement. For sure. Trump and other White House officials have retunely. <laughs> they, re they retuned. <laughs> yes. Also routinely referred to the coronavirus as the China virus or the Wuhan virus, which is a totally normal thing to do to explain a virus, especially Wuhan virus. It's, I remember a, Trump during a press conference like, yeah, I'll call it a China virus because it came from China. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a Chinese virus, like China virus. Wuhan virus, that is a totally normal thing to do. Now, listen, we can talk about whether or not it's racist to call it the Kung flu, but you can't say that and not <laughs> laugh. I'm sorry. Call me whatever you want. But guess what? I'm part Asian. Kung flu is funny. Everyone listening right now, I have, I have since... Since one person can speak for an entire race of people. Listen, guys, I give all of you permission, and you can refer back to this video. I give all of you permission to say Kung Flu because it's downright hilarious. Okay? Well, I, clearly you're you're xenophobic. I guess so. This is xenophobia gate. Like, there's a difference in laughing about how clever that name is because that's a very clever name for sure. And using that to say that you hate Asian people and that they're terrible and that you don't care about them. Everybody like, was Kung Flu fighting. <laughs> the whole world's Kung Flu fighting right now. And the way, so the go on, he was quoted, and the way he pits people against one another is all designed to divide the country, divide people, not pull them together. And also, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Biden continue. Look what he's doing now. He's blaming everything on China. He's using it as a wedge. To drive between, that's what he's using as a wedge, as if, China. As if his side of the aisle doesn't do the exact same thing. This, infuri this, this partisanship infuriates me because they call out one side, it, it, like the pot calling the kettle black, right? They call out one side for doing something to divide the nation while yeah. they themselves will do the same thing to divide the nation. What are, you'll see AOC do and this. And they don't find it anything ironic about it whatsoever. No. Because no. they like they truly believe this is like this is how pathology sets in. They truly believe that they're correct somehow. And and that they get to decide what is correct and that it's okay that those rules don't exist for them. Like it's wrong to divide people. Well, when I say that billionaires want to that billionaires are basically murderers leading to the deaths of tons of people, when I say that well, I'm right about it, so I can say that. But when you say these things, well, I've decided you're not right about it, so you can't say these things. 
And so that that's where you get into this thing where there's no principle behind anything. Either you can say things that divide people up or you can't say things that divide people up. And if you do say things that drive a wedge between people, you don't get to criticize people for saying things that drive a wedge between people. Right. You, it doesn't work that way unless you're, I don't know, an idiot. So one more thing here. Trump was asked about Biden's comment during a White House news briefing. He did not address it or or Biden directly. Instead, the president touted his record and said he has many times in the past that he'd done more for black Americans than anybody with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Guys, these are the two people that are going to be duking it out to be the president. Possible exception. Biden says that we've never had a racist elected to president. And Trump says that he's done more for black Americans than anybody with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Nobody has even been close. I mean, I've done more for this is insane. I've done more Guys, for black Americans. What I'm, are we going to do? What are we going to do? I mean, I've done more than anybody. I've done more. Maybe Abraham Lincoln did more. Just, uh, just Maybe just it's possible him. that maybe he did more, but I've done the most. That's pretty good. The second most, at least. <laughs> so anyway, guys, um, listen, I'm not saying that we need to tear down all of the monuments or anything, or that American history is just pure racism and that we have a racist system. It all needs to be torn down. But you can, you can say that um, maybe some people that were president in the past were racist given the fact that they had ownership of black people. Now, if being that doesn't count, like if being an owner of a black person against their will doesn't make you a racist, then we don't have a racism problem in the United States right now. Yeah, at, at all. If that doesn't make you a racist, or if putting an entire race of people in internment camps because you think there might be a few of them that are dangerous, so anyone who looks like that is going to go into camps, well, that could possibly be racist too. Or maybe a lot of things that LBJ said that I'm not even going to repeat on the program right now. He could potentially be a racist. Yeah. That's very possible. Okay? So, you, it, it's insane. Let me, let me just read off some names. This is a list of presidents of the United States who actually own slaves. Now, okay. keep in mind, we've never had a racist president before until never. now. He's the first one Trump who's actually been elected. the first one that's been yeah. elected. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, Andrew Jackson... Martin Van Buren, William Henry Harrison, John Tyler, James Polk, Zachary Taylor, Andrew Johnson, Ulysses S. Grant. 18. No, that's not 18. Sorry. Our first president, our third president, the fourth, the fifth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, the tenth, the eleventh, the twelfth, the seventeenth, and the eighteenth presidents. All actually owned other people. But they weren't racist. But they weren't. There's no way they were racist. Yeah. Now there's there's a difference in point. Listen, we we got the Gall Dern Constitution up there on the wall back there. There's a lot of words that some of these people said and wrote down in there. We we talk about the Declaration of Independence all the time. There's a difference in being able to read the Declaration of Independence and saying, "Hey, this is a good principle to live by." They didn't live by this because they were not perfect people. They were doing something that was very terrible. Uh, they didn't live by this, but you can't look at it and say that this is a, a terrible paragraph because the person who wrote it did bad things. You can still look at the principles and be able to be okay with that. So it, there's there's a difference in saying that uh, obviously a lot of the former presidents actually owned other people and saying that the entire American society needs to be burned down and started from scratch. So anyway... That's all I got for you. There's a great article from Business Insider that says, no, Joe. <laughs> and he, uh, so Woodrow Wilson re-implemented racial segregation in the federal government, openly used racist and dehumanizing language against black Americans and publicly sympathized with the KKK and even held a screening of The Birth of Nation, a pro-KKK white supremacist film at the White House in 1915. Later wow. in the 20th century, FDR signed an executive order requiring Japanese Americans to be rounded up and kept in internment camps in the wake of December 1941 bombing of Pearl Harbor, a policy that lasted from 1942 to 1946. Four years. But Trump is the first racist president. Did you pull up that clip? Did that link work? Oh, I didn't know you actually wanted me to I put it, play it. put it there. I thought it might be funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll work but, on that while you're doing the next article. Okay. 
So more, uh, this is more coronavirus news and uh, healthcare here. Kind of, yeah, it's really about Obamacare. Coming from Yahoo. Y'all remember that site? Yahoo. I, I, I was listening to Mark Cuban talk about it not that long ago. Like Yahoo was the first place that like streamed videos that had videos and all that. And then somehow they were overtaken. See, this is what happens. Back in the day, Yahoo had a monopoly on streaming video. And somehow they weren't able to keep everyone else out. Yeah. <laughs> somehow YouTube overtook them. It's weird how people who have monopolies on things rarely stick around for very long. <laughs> I know. Man. Yahoo's still a big company, but man, did they get passed up. Oh, yeah. They got passed up big time. So coming from Yahoo Finance, Obamagare, Obamagare, Obamacare glitch magnified as Americans scramble for healthcare amid coronavirus pandemic. Now, this is a glitch. Yeah. It's a glitch in the law. Right. <laughs> By the <laughs> way. <laughs> Think about that. Oh, bah, the matrix is more and more oh, true man. every single day. Uh, this is so terrible. The passage of the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, led to millions of Americans getting more access to health care coverage. And that health care access is more crucial than ever amid the coronavirus pandemic. But the Supreme Court ruled in 2012 that a key component of Obamacare, the expansion of Medicaid in every state, was unduly coercive and left it up to the states to decide if they wanted to adopt that expansion. Of course it was, among yeah. many other things in that law. What I hate about that 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 wordage is that some things are duly coercive, apparently. <laughs> so who gets to decide so, what is unduly coercive right. and what is not? If it's a if it's a regular coercive action, yeah. then no problem. This is outside the scope of our just, regular coercive actions that we take <laughs> yeah. that are due. Uh, that left a coverage gap of an estimated 4.8 million people uninsured in the 13 states without expanded Medicaid, and those Americans are particularly vulnerable if they've lost their employer-sponsored health care during the coronavirus pandemic and have such a low income that they cannot afford other types of coverage. Quote. That is a glitch we know well. <laughs> Jesse Crosscall, a senior poli policy analyst at the Center of Good God Almighty, a senior policy analyst at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, told Yahoo Finance. They are in that position where for folks between the poverty line and 400% of the po poverty line, they're eligible for premium tax credits to purchase coverage. But folks with incomes below the poverty line, the vast majority of them are not eligible for Medicaid coverage or for premium tax credits. The federal poverty levels that are used to determine if someone is eligible for Medicaid or premium tax credits through the healthcare marketplace, through the healthcare marketplace, that's how they tell. That's how they, that's how they get you. <laughs> if someone's income is between 100% and 400% of the federal poverty level, they qualify for premium tax credits that lower their monthly premium. If their income is below 138% of the FPL and their state has adopted the Medicaid expansion, they qualify for Medicaid. And if their income is below 100% of the federal, po federal poverty level, they likely won't qualify for either income-based Medicaid or premium tax credits. Okay. Gee, now, this is a glitch or this was the law that yes. was written? <clears throat> it's a law. Yeah. Is what it is. So... The, this the, was supposed to save everyone. It, yeah. And like we had to pass it. It's important for people to note we're, we're 10 years past this thing being passed. And there's already a major glitch where a lot of people are not able to get coverage. So the here's 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 how it works, by the way. They create a law that drastically inflates the price of health insurance. And then they put in the law that if you can't afford to pay for well, what we're going to do is we're going to make sure you qualify for subsidies so you can afford to buy the insurance that we just made way more expensive and mandatory and if you're below this level well we're going to force your state to pay for your insurance if you're below this certain threshold of income we're going to force your state to do it but then a few years later the supreme court comes out and says well this is a little bit more coercion than we like and so they say, you can't force the states to pay for it. They don't have to do the Medicaid expansion. And so they don't actually have to be part of this whole thing. And so now there's a lot of people where the law took insurance and it made it way more expensive that can't afford to buy that super expensive health insurance now. 
but also they don't qualify for the federal tax credits. So now they're not able to actually get the insurance. And this is a glitch, by the way. No one could have ever seen this coming. No, no way at all. No. Like if you put something that is unconstitutional and you write it into a law and you tell a bunch of people that their lives can depend on it, that there is no way of foreseeing that potentially you can't depend on this forever. Mm-hmm. There's just no way of knowing that at all. Well, and you know, what's interesting is, of course, like the Affordable Care Act was just them coming up with this giant government virtue signaling mandate that uh, doesn't actually take care of the problem that we actually face, which is the uh, the ridiculous expenses that healthcare is. Like it has become like Obama and his team got together and was like, guys, look, <laughs> I got an idea. <laughs> healthcare is way too expensive for most Americans out there. And we got to do something about it. Now, instead of talking about, instead of talking about what actually makes healthcare so expensive, that what they decide to do is just try to force everyone to pay for it. Like, never mind tackling the actual problem of what the costs are and figuring out why the costs have skyrocketed so much. And it can't, it can't just be greed, by the way, because if it was just greed, we would see that in every industry. Uh, in well, we just see it in every industry and we don't see it in every industry. We only see it in industries that are heavily gov- government regulated. That's why it becomes so mm. gall darn expensive. Yeah. And this guy says originally the Affordable Care Act had it so all the states would expand their Medicaid program. Then it was the 2012 Supreme Court decision that made it a state option. And so there was never supposed to be this patchwork where some states had expanded Medicaid and some states didn't. It's crazy. Which, and you actually can't depend on it. Here's That's the, thing. the point there. If you look at the constitution, actually, it was never in the constitution that the federal government should have say over any healthcare whatsoever to begin with. No. So you can't say that, well, the States just chose not to have the option. So that's why we're in this hole. It's like, no, actually the federal government should have never passed a healthcare law to begin with because they don't, they don't have any business meddling in healthcare. That's not in their purview. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to close with this because we'll have a nice little conversation. Uh, you didn't watch. I have a, I have a positive <clears throat> story for you, though. Okay. Well, but. I have. Um, I'm. I was gonna play. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I was gonna play Joe Jorgensen's new campaign ad. Oh, nice. And I haven't seen it. I'm not gonna lie. I might have got chills a few times. And you think anybody's other, gonna watch it? Other things might have happened. I don't know. But my brother sent this to me, <laughs> and uh, in in Messenger yesterday. And um, he listened to the podcast. What's up, Drew? How's it going? And uh, he sent this to me, and he's becoming a, a pretty good, uh, pretty good. He calls her Mama Joe. He's been becoming a, a pretty good Joe Jorgensen fan. And I'm going to play this. I really hope Joe Rogan interviews her. Oh yeah, that that would be nice. So I'm going to play this for you guys. Hopefully, the sound, and everything's going to be good. This is a new computer, and I'm going to make sure this works. Yeah. <laughs> the C-SPAN viewers know exactly what the problem is because the media doesn't seem to be telling them. When we end the wars overseas, bring the troops home, and allow the healing to begin, it will be because of you. They did everything they could to keep Tulsi Gabbard off that debate stage because they didn't want to hear what she had to say. There are soldiers currently deployed who weren't even born when the war on terror began. There's no reason we need to spend taxpayer dollars on defending the soil of Germany, France, and other countries. The longer we stay where we shouldn't be, the more problems we're going to be causing. Millions of Americans swear an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States against enemies foreign and domestic. And then they are sent overseas to fight and kill and potentially die to protect the interests of billionaire military contractors, cynical politicians, and foreign dictators. When they come home, they are subjected to the very worst health care in this country and treated like second-class citizens. They deserve so much better than that. I will bring the troops home. I will turn America into one giant Switzerland, armed and neutral. There is no reason why we need to continue to be the policemen of the world. That drives it. You are the power. 
The Veterans Administration is among the worst in our health care system. This top-down monopoly is unacceptable for any person, let alone those willing to sacrifice their lives in service to our country. Joe Jorgensen is going to end the wars and bring the troops home and treat them to the care that they deserve and allow the healing to begin. We need to have a strong military defending our shores, but there is no reason for us to be defending the rest of the world. It only makes things worse. We've got to come home. I'm Joe Jorgensen, and I approve this message. I want to watch mm. that movie. It's good. Yeah, I know. It's like a great, like a good trailer. <laughs> Some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Wes said that he hears uh, it's it's in the works to get Joe and Spike on Rogan. Well, I heard. Um, uh, who was it that I, I just it was tweeted? Peter, I it, just tweeted him. It was Peter Schiff that asked if uh, he was repeatedly asked, said, "Get her on the show. You need yeah. to interview her." He said, "Just so you know, there is a woman running for president, and yeah. and you need to have her on the show." But no, that that was a. Uh, I'm really pumped well, to see such high quality stuff coming, and the message is amazing in that. I mean, it my, was emotional. My, it was. I got chills that time. Yeah, like literally. And you watch it, Charlie. I know you had to see it delayed and everything, but you watch it and you see the the words that are on the screen and everything. It says over the screen. It says bring them hope, and it says bring them healing, and it says bring them home. At the end of it, I mean, so good. And you cried. Yeah, I cried. Literally. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it makes me it makes me choked up right now talking about it. Gives you hope. <clears throat> Gives you hope. Gives you hope. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's good and it's cool to see. Just to uh, listen, this is a message that is popular even with people who are in the military, by the way. I've been overseas a lot, and I asked them what they thought about the fact that they were overseas while I was over there, and none of them knew why, why they were there. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't think that they were doing anything all that great. Now, that's the people that I talk to, not saying that's representative of the entire thing, but then also, you know, my brother's in the Marines, and he's the one that sent me, <clears throat> sent me that campaign app. You know, and he thinks it, it's awesome. I think she's getting his vote. I mean, Ron so, Paul was popular. He was the military he as was. well. He was uh, receiving massive donations from people in the military when the when he was running. So, right. anyway, they I, said uh, Wes says they need to hurry before it's too late to get the traction on the national level. And I think yesterday, the day before, they were asking um, uh, the live group was asking, has anybody been polled? Uh, I actually was polled two weeks ago for the first time in my life. I got a phone call. And the problem is um, they asked me who I was voting for, Biden or Trump. Yeah. And I said, Jorgensen. I said, what about Dr. Joe Jorgensen? She's the only woman running for president. There was, he was like, oh, she's not on the list. See, that's the problem is they just won't include. She's not going to make the debates. Be, well, they're probably not going to have any debates. It doesn't seem like it. Um, and then she's probably not going to make it in, in any type of polling because they're just not going to ask people about her. Yeah. So. Now, if she gets on Rogan, that may change, which would be nice. Or she gets on our podcast again. Right. I think right. That, that would really shift the tides. Yeah. You know, more than likely. Rogan's been asking to come on the show for a while now, and we just haven't really found the time. Having that time. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. He's been trying to get us out there, and honestly, he'd, you know, offered us a bunch of money, and we're like, it's got to be more than that, Joe. I'm going to be like Andy. <laughs> I'm going to be like Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> except I'm going to tweet Joe Rogan once every single day. Yeah, until she responds. No, Joe Rogan. He responds. Yeah, until, yeah. Not Joe Jorgensen. No, Joe. Wrong. Joe, Joe, not yeah, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Joe with an E. Yes. Yeah, that's who I'm going to tweet. All I right. think everybody should do that. Well, well, every single one of our listeners tweet Joe Rogan every single day. Perhaps it, he might or his team may see one of them. Yeah. I'll and be like, hmm. We will tweet from our Twitter every single day at noon will be will well, tweet I did, I did it just now so at noon starting tomorrow okay and uh we will tweet joe rogan asking him to have joe jorgensen on the podcast we'll just set it up as an auto tweet exactly you guys second. go do your thing retweet it you know send it send it some people stuff like that and uh, i'll post a link to the uh I'll, po I'll post a link to the video in the show notes it's really good uh, i know you guys if you're just listening right now you couldn't see it but it is uh, well worth it's it's worth a Google, for sure. So that's I got to finish with this quick feel good story. Okay, Nate. I know we're running out of time here, but it's been a while, 
And I know this is your favorite. This was also suggested by the live group, by the way. So finishing the day off with some good news. This coming from techcrunch.com. Tesla. It's a little bit of Musk news. This is for your Musk, for your Muskness. Tesla picks Austin for its next UX for its next US factory to build Cybertruck and the semi-truck model Y. So Tesla has picked a site near Austin for its next U.S. factory, a four to five million square foot, one point one billion dollar plant that will assemble the automaker automakers futuristic Cybertruck, the Tesla semi and the Model Y and Model 3 for sales to customers on the East Coast. The decision announced Wednesday Wednesday during the Tesla second quarter earnings call marks the end of a fast and furious hunt for the best location and accompanying uh, accompanying whatever incentive deals. Along with all of that are incentive deals from Austin. <laughs> In addition to. For its next U.S. factory. Construction on the factory, which is located east of Austin near the airport, is expected to begin this year. Elon Musk described the future factory as an ecological paradise with a boardwalk and bike lanes and where the public will be welcome. While tours have been offered at Tesla's Fremont factory, California factory, the campus is not open for the public to wander its grounds. So I think this is cool and good news. And it also shows... That Musk is no fan of California. No, he's not. And he's like, I'm not going to keep investing into this god-awful state that doesn't appreciate all of the jobs and tax revenue that I bring to it. I believe they even have <clears throat> is one of the factories in Nevada also. I know they've got them all over the place, but I think one's in Nevada also. I don't know. Uh, potentially, or they were at least eyeballing that. You never know with him. Sometimes he'll post something that's going to be in the future and it just it hasn't happened yet but that's what elon musk does and uh west says it's going to be five thousand jobs so was it for the tesla uh semi or the cyber truck Cy- um, cyber truck semi the model y and model mm. three okay cool so four i'm going to get a cyber truck by the way no you're not and yes i am mm. i'm getting a cyber truck i don't believe it as long as they don't change it too much i saw that they were going to change it a little bit and smooth it out some I don't want some run-of-the-mill, normal, terrible-looking vehicle. The original want... drawings of the Tesla truck looked so badass. Yeah. And this one just... I like the one that they put out, like in the show. You want I like, like a Mars one. Rover. I'm saying they changed it after they showed it to people that they were talking about changing no, it. I'm talking like the, the preconception designs of the <clears throat> Tesla truck. Yeah. A lot of times those are designs that other people do what they imagine something's going to look like. Oh, and so well, I like those artists. <laughs> I like, I, I know it's ridiculous, but you would. I like it. You so would. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. All he said so far was that they were going to reduce the whole thing by 5%. He said that when he was on Jay Leno's garage. What do you mean? They're going to take the entire model. It's too big. And they're going to reduce it by all the scale in the computer minus 5%. <laughs> is what is what they're going to do. So, and can it so still, it's a little bit so it'll fit in a normal garage, she said. Can it still can it still haul a boat? Uh I'm, yeah, I think it's still going to have One thing power. about Tesla vehicles, they're too small for me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even the like the what's the SUV that has the swan doors on the side? Is that the Y? I think so. I can't yeah. even sit in the captain's chairs. Mm. I tried it when we were in Dallas. Remember there was that Tesla? Have you tried since you um lost Height? No. No, I was still the same fake height okay. back then All right, cool. that I am now. <laughs> I, still, I still couldn't get it. Oh, man. So, All right, guys. Jeff well, says, what about a cyber tank? I, I, I'm kind of for that. A GML cyber tank. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty good. We'll start the, uh, the pre-order. By the way, the masks are going to be ordered soon because the numbers are jumping up. We're going to have to get them on the way. So... Anyway, so we filled the pre-orders in. Nice. Yeah. So uh, there, there you go. Good job, everyone. So if you are interested in day trading, by the way, we were live for a while doing some live trading. It was really me testing out my new computer and making sure everything worked. But the thing seems to be working pretty well so far. So we're going to be doing this live streaming in our day trading. Doesn't mean that you should mirror the trades that we're taking, because if you know anything about live streaming, there's typically a, a, a 10 to 20 second delay. Right. And, and so you don't want to just, oh, he said he's going to buy that. I'm going to hit buy right now. You don't want to do that. But if you're interested in day trading, if you don't know anything about it, you can start the class. There's 200 videos on there. You can start the class and you can start learning how to read charts and all the strategies that we use every single day. Had a nice, had a nice little winning day today. Took some, uh, took some good trades. Um, I, I was, I was pretty pumped about it. 
And even even with having to set up a new computer and and all kinds of stuff today, I was still able to get in there and take some take some good trades. So anyway, if you're interested, go to mastermystonks.com or mastermytrades.com if you can't remember how to spell stonks. And uh, you can go ahead and get in on the monthly subscription and you can watch us pick out what stocks we're going to trade every single morning. We go live at 8 a.m. Central Time, looking at the pre-market, saying what levels we're going to trade stuff at. And now we're even going to keep the live stream going. And right now you can get in on that through the pre-market. But I will tell you, that will not remain on the pre-market tier level. It will for everyone who is currently in it. But that will not remain in the pre-market tier level. So you want to go in there and get in on it because us actually streaming, trading live throughout the entire day is not the same thing as streaming for 25 minutes in the morning telling people what price levels we're going to do. It's much, mm -hmm. much different. So so anyway, you guys are going to get grandmothered in on that deal right there. I don't want to be sexist. So just grandparented yeah. in on the deal. <laughs> And uh, go to mastermytrades.com if you are interested. Y'all, let me ask you something. Are you against death? Well, if you are against death, then you need to join the live group by going to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. All the folks in there clearly are against death, just like we are on this podcast. So if you find, if you happen to find yourself being against death, then that's the place for you to go. That's patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty for as little as five bucks a month. You can support the show. And also, uh, you know, help us run ads and do kinds of do all kinds of things that actually support the show. And uh, then you get to interact with us live at least. And then there's all kinds of other tier levels and stuff too. So depending on what you sign up for, but at least $5 a month gets you into the live show every single day. So be part of that patreon.com slash good morning, Liberty, share the show with a friend. The numbers keep climbing every single day. I look at this chart. I mean, the numbers just keep going up and up and up and up. And up, that's where I like it. Yeah, I like when it's up. Good job to everyone who got in early because yeah. you've been in through an through a an extended uptrend for sure, and it just keeps spy today. We say this every day. Today is the most amount of listeners we've had. The number goes up every single day, mm. and that's because you guys are sharing the show and helping us get the content out there. And because you guys are on Patreon, which is allowing us to run about eight different Facebook ads right now, which is also helping get the content out there. So that's because of you guys, okay? Although you will not receive a percentage of the profits. So, yeah. <laughs> just but, so you know. But we keep, all, you know, yeah. <laughs> we, we keep spreading the message. Yes, yeah. We're, we're uh, geez, we're uh, almost 10,000 followers on Instagram as well. Uh, so once we hit that, that'll be nice to yeah. be able to do links and stuff like that. Well, and over then, Hit over 17,000 on Facebook. 17,000 on Facebook, over 13,000 on TikToks. Yeah. So get on, follow us everywhere. Good morning, Liberty. Uh, the only one that's different is Twitter. It's good AM Liberty. So follow us on those socials, keep in touch and uh, share the show with a friend. Then leave us that rating and review. We've got well over a hundred reviews now. Lots of people finding the podcast through searches and through all the ways that we're reaching out. So we really appreciate all that y'all are doing. Keep sharing it, keep doing what you do. And that's why we love doing what we do. And uh, if you do all of that and I'm saying all of it, Nate, all of it. I've never told them this before, but I'm saying all of it. You mean all of it. And I'm going to check tomorrow. Make sure you've done all of it so we can be back. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.